0: Today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle.
1: I think sometimes I need to stand up and just say, ladies and gentlemen, this is a battle. Amen. This is a battle. Read it. Learn it. Do it. You'll be a champion if you do, praise God. Amen. to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. I've been talking about preaching this for quite some time now and the day has finally arrived. The Apostle Paul Issues a stern admonishment to the Christians at Corinth. And I believe that certainly applies to us today. He said in verse 5, Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. The Amplified Bible says, Evaluate your own selves to see whether you are holding to your faith. The message translation says, give yourselves regular checkups. Look at your neighbor and say, I believe we're about to have a faith checkup. <laughs> Amen. You know, uh, uh, I just turned 75 back Christmas Eve. the 2021, And uh, back when I was flying, I had to have a regular physical every year. It was required by the FAA. And, uh, and so I was, you know, in order to fly, I had to do that physical. And then when I quit flying myself uh, and hired people to do that, uh, the Lord said, you can take your choice. I was sitting in a simulator out at Meacham Field doing some flight training. And the Lord said, take your choice. You can fly or preach. I said, Lord, that's not fair. Brother Copeland gets to do them both. He said, you're not Brother Copeland. I said, well, then Charles Caps gets to do them both. He said, you're not Charles Caps." I said, why can't I do them both? He said, I know you. It will consume you. And it will take away from your time in the Word." I'm the kind of person, I get into something, I go all out. And God knew that about me. That's the reason I can't play golf. <laughs> I, I had someone take me to play golf one time. Never played before in my life. He said, come on, I'll take you. So we went out to the golf course, and and uh, uh, I didn't even know how to hold the club. I didn't even know what club to use, you know, and... and uh, so he's telling me, and uh, it wasn't long before I figured out, you need to put some time into this to get good at it. Is that right, Justin? <laughs> and and I, I thought, no wonder people like this game. I could get into this. And I noticed the next day, while I'm studying the Word, I kept thinking, why am I hitting it off to the left? Why is it going this way? How come I hit that tree? And why did I miss the ball altogether? And I'm, I'm reading the Word. I'm supposed to be meditating on the Word. And I realize uh, maybe this is not a game I should be playing because if I, if I, if I do something, I want to excel at it. Okay. Uh, When I was in the ninth grade, I was invited to play on a bowling team, in a bowling league. And uh, my best game in the ninth grade uh, was I bowled 260-something. That's that's almost a perfect game. And, boy, I got into it. I started bowling all the time. Started going to the bowling alley all the time, you know. And uh, then you know, I got distracted, started doing something else. But everything I get into, I want to excel at it. Anybody else like that? I don't, I don't, I don't want to just play. I want to play good. I want to play well. I, I started playing baseball in little league, and uh, uh, they they made a picture out right of me. I'm left-handed, I have a natural curve, and so uh, the first time I pitched a no-hitter, I wasn't satisfied. I wanted a no-hitter every game. Of course, I didn't get one every game, but I did my best. You know, I want to excel at it. Uh, And that's the way I felt about flying. I don't want to just fly. It's like uh, Jesse Duplantis told Brother Copeland right after he got his first airplane. Jesse got his first airplane. He said, Brother Copeland, he said, you know, I've been sitting up in the cockpit and watching my pilots. And he said, you know, I think if there was an emergency... I could almost land that plane myself. Brother Copeland looked at him and said, Jesse, do you know what almost landing an airplane is? That's a crash. And Jesse's little lips started quivering, you know. I don't want to almost land an airplane. I want to land it safely. A safe landing is one you walk away from. Amen. And so... Uh, I'd I, I, I loved flying when I was doing it. And and I understood what the Lord said. Now, this will take away from your ministry. And so uh, the flight instructor was standing there, and I, I knocked on the window there, and I said, let me out of here. He said, why? We just started. I said, no, I'm done. He said, why are you done? I said, well, I heard the Lord. He said, the Lord? I said, he's in here. <laughs> he looked around, and then he said... What did the Lord say? I said, he told me that I could take my choice, fly or preach. And I think I preach better than I fly, so I'm going to stick to preaching. And I'll just hire people to fly me. And so that's what I've done over the years. In fact, I have never, that was 1980, I think it was about 84 or 5. And I have not been in the cockpit of an airplane that I've owned since then. I enjoy the ride. But I got good pilots, praise God. They know what they're doing. I I tell them all the time, you guys fly as well as I preach. (laughs) They say, well, you preach as well as we fly. (laughs) Amen. So notice here what I'm referring to is if I get into something, I want to excel at it. That was my attitude about the life of faith. I don't want to play church. I don't want to. Uh, look like to other people I'm living a life of faith I want to live a life of faith I want God to say well done thou good and faithful servant amen and so notice here Paul says examine yourself evaluate yourselves give yourselves regular checkups are you still operating in faith Paul is telling them to be honest about their life of faith are they still practicing the basic principles that they were taught I'm asking you the same question are you still practicing the same basic principles that you were taught or have you let go of them because of what's happening in our world today a lot of people have let go of them I know a lot of pastors preachers that that have let go of those basic principles uh, I used to go to their churches and and he, I wouldn't hear them talking negative. Many of them I hear talking negative now. Many of them are, are, are talking the problem rather than the solution. Amen. Paul is asking them, do you still believe that the basic way that real Bible faith is released is through your words and your actions? Do you believe that today? That the basic way that real Bible faith is released is through your words and your actions. You know, uh, when Carolyn and I learned this way back there, I, I began in 1969. And, and our first faith teacher, my faith, first faith teacher, was Kenneth Copeland. I knew nothing about faith. And one of the first things I learned from him was the power of words. You're snared by the words of your mouth. You're taken captive by the words of your mouth. The Bible's full of Scripture talking about learning how to talk correctly. You haven't read those? Amen. Your, your words have everything to do with your outcome. Whether well, you believe it or not, your words will make you, your words will break you. Amen. Words are carriers. They're vehicles. They carry faith. They carry fear. They carry sickness. They carry health. They carry prosperity. They carry poverty. Amen. Your, your, your words, the Bible says, you'll be justified by your words. So these are basic principles that you should have learned when you first began to learn about the life of faith. How many of you were taught about the power of words? Amen. Amen. Now, I realize there's a lot of new people that are coming in and they haven't heard these basic principles yet. But if you stick around here, you'll hear them. Amen. Because we, we, we stick to the basics. I told you one time, and I don't mind repeating it. Uh, of course, Tony reminded me today. I don't, I don't watch professional football anymore. But he reminded me when I got here before he even said, good morning, Brother Jerry, he said, the 49ers beat the Packers. (laughs) Thank you very much. Well, good morning to you too, Tony. (laughs) Now, there was a time when the Packers were my team, okay? Because the first football game I ever saw as as a young boy, when my dad finally got us a television set, was the Green Bay Packers. So I immediately became a Green Bay Packer fan of course, I so was back in the day with Vince Lombardi as the coach and, and Bart Starr, the quarterback, and Paul Horning, the running back, and uh, they were a dynasty, okay? And I liked the Green Bay Packers. And one of the things that I have a book about Vince Lombardi, and one of the things that the players said about him was he never let them forget the basics. Even if they had just won the Super Bowl, the year before, the first day of practice for the new year, he would stand up in front of them with a football in his hand and say, gentlemen, this is a football as if they didn't know. And then he would go over and over and over X's and O's, blocking and tackling, you know, basic principles. He would never allow them to forget the basics. Amen. Amen. I think sometimes I need to stand up and just say, Ladies and gentlemen, this is a Bible. Amen. This is a Bible. Read it. Learn it. Do it. You'll be a champion if you do, praise God. Amen. So, Paul is asking them, Do you still believe the basic way that real Bible faith? is released, is through words and actions. Or or do you just talk any way you feel now? I'm asking you the same question. Do you just say whatever you feel? Do you not stop and think for a moment before words come out of your mouth? Do you ignore what you used to be uh, very serious about? I mean, once Carol and I learned the power of our words, I, I, I trained myself to no longer talk sickness and disease, poverty, lack and want, failure and defeat. I renewed my mind. I reprogrammed my spirit. I got all the negative out and replaced it with the word of God. And the Bible says that God's word is yea and amen. Yea meaning affirmative, Amen being so be it. That's as positive as you can get. So if you replace what used to be in your heart with the word of God, you're going to become a positive person. Thank you for your enthusiasm. He's asking them, Do you you still believe that nothing is impossible with God? Or have you allowed the media to change your attitude? Do you struggle with the idea that this is just too hard for God? No, nothing is impossible with God. See, I'm giving you an examination. That's what Paul told us. Examination. You know, uh, Oral Roberts was famous for doing this. Uh, Sometimes when I would be with him, we were we were traveling to Kenya together one time, and he had a book that he was reading when we got on the plane in JFK, flying to Nairobi. And I noticed that it was a book uh, that was not, a, not, a, not Christian material, not, not anything real spiritual. It was a book uh, by a famous Western author. He wrote a lot of Western novels. And it was a book by him. And uh, he was just about finished with it. And when he finished it, he gave it to me and said, read this, and I'll give you an exam before we land. (laughs) In other words, I want to know that you actually read it. Don't just thumb through the pages. He called it an oral exam. (laughs) And so I read the book, and I said, I'm done, Brother Roberts. And he started asking me questions about the story that was involved. He was notorious. If you, if you were in a service that he preached and you said to him afterwards, Brother Roberts, that was a wonderful service, he would say immediately, tell me the three main scriptures I used, my three main points. That was his oral exam. And the first time he did that to me, I couldn't remember my name, much less the <laughs> scriptures he called me off guard. I fumbled around there, and I knew he'd do that. And uh, he was—he and Evelyn were coming to our home. And I asked him, "Do you mind if I invite Jesse and Kathy to play?ers They'd never met you. I'd love for them to meet you." He said, "Yes, I'd like to meet that little Cajun." And so, we invited Jesse and Kathy. Well, I knew the oral exams. After the service that Brother Roberts preached, I deliberately set Jesse next to Brother Roberts. And Jesse kept saying, "No, he, he's your guest. No, you sit by him." I said, "No, I want you to sit by him, Jesse, because I knew what was going to happen." Jesse said, "Brother Robert, that was a wonderful sermon." He said, "What were well, my three main scriptures and my three main points?" Jesse went. And I'm over there laughing. He said, "You set me up." I said, "Oh yeah, that was his oral exam." Now. Paul says we need to examine ourselves. Examine ourselves. In other words, ask yourself from time to time, am I still operating in the basic principles of faith? Am I just playing religious games? Do I still believe the word or do I believe what the world says? Do I still believe that nothing's impossible to God is what we're going through now just because we've never been through it quite like this it's just too hard for God nothing is too hard for God settle that if you don't settle anything else nothing is too hard for God amen another thing that you need to ask yourself is this how's my attitude I told you I was going to be preaching someday, And the day has arrived. Do you think you need an attitude change? Look at your neighbor and say, do you need an attitude change? Well, I can already tell just by the response, not even looking at anybody. Some of you wish you hadn't came. These are questions that each of us need to ask ourselves from time to time. Examine yourself. Now, another translation says it this way. Subject yourselves to the scrutiny of your own conscience. In other words, don't play religious games. Be honest with yourself. Now, the ultimate test or examination is to invite God to examine you. Have you ever done that? Like David said, David once said in Psalm 26 to examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try the reins of my heart. Have you ever sat down one day and say, Lord, I give you the right to examine me. Am I still in the faith? Am I still operating in faith? And get ready. Because God won't lie to you. It's impossible for God to lie. Amen? What would God's answer be if you allowed Him today to examine you, prove you, and try the reins of your heart? Are you still holding to and still practicing the basic principles of the life of faith? And remember, our attitude plays a big role in living out our faith. Amen. Amen. Now, go with me to Romans chapter 12. And while you're turning there, I just want to read some things that I wrote in my notes here. Ever so often, we need to examine our attitude because having the right attitude is a key factor in experiencing success in every area of our lives. Having a right attitude Wrong attitude can bring failure and defeat. As Christians, we should live every day of our lives expecting God to do something good. I learned that from Brother Roberts over 45, 50 years ago, watching him on television before I ever met the man. His theme was something good is going to happen to you. He told me one time after I did meet him, he said, you'd be surprised at the ugly letters I receive from Christians when they hear me say that. Mm. How do you know, Oral Roberts, something good's gonna happen to me? You would think that most people would be encouraged by that. He said, a lot of them would say, you don't know what I'm going through. If you lived in my house, you wouldn't be saying that. Mm. Something good is going to happen to me. Say it right now. I didn't see many smiles. Say it this time with a smile on your face. Something good is going to happen to me. Now, this time, say it with a little spunk with it, okay? Something good is going to happen to me. Amen? Hallelujah. I say that all the time. Something good is going to happen to me. And consequently, nearly every day, something good happens to me. Now you have to look for the good, because most people look for the bad, most people look for the negative. Amen. It's like the, the two little boys were told by their mom and dad that they were going to grandma's house for Christmas. Oh, they were excited. They love being at grandma's house. You know, at grandma's house they could do nothing wrong. You know, and uh, grandma cooks the best meals and grandma always has the best cookies and the and the best desserts. They were looking forward to being at grandma's. And so they're driving to grandma's. And one little boy looked up and saw the gas gauge. He said, "Oh, daddy, we'll never make it. The car's half empty." The other boy jumped up and looked me. And said, "Keep driving, Daddy." He saw the same gauge. It's half full. <laughs> it's just a matter of perspective. Just a matter of how you look at things. I mean, of you remember the story of David and Goliath? We all remember the story of David and Goliath. His brothers and the entire armies of Israel, when they saw Goliath, they said, "He's too big to kill." When David saw him, he said. He's too big to miss. <laughs> Amen. Just a different attitude, a different perspective. Amen. I, I, I told somebody the other day, said, I'm 75 years old. They said, you said it with a smile. I said, yeah, I'm 75. One person said, that's getting old. I don't say it like that. I don't say I'm getting old. I say I'm getting older. There's a difference. I'm not old, I'm older. Amen.
0: When times of trouble arise, how can you reject worry and doubt? How can you stay positive and continue trusting God in faith? Today's special offer the Stay Positive During Troubled Time Special Package contains Jerry Savelle's captivating book, Thoughts, The Battle Between Your Ears, his three part audio series, Win or Lose by Your Attitude, and his single CD, Throw in the Towel or Stick It Out. In this package, Jerry teaches how to have a good attitude in a bad circumstance, how to press beyond your breaking point, and the tool that brings success every time. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Stay Positive During Troubled Times Special Package. Your attitude will cause you to fail or to succeed in every area of life. Let Jerry help you develop a positive, hopeful, expectant attitude, no matter what is going on around you.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you watching, and I want to encourage you to make your plans to join with us again next week and for the next few weeks talking about staying positive in troubled times. These are important messages, particularly for the time in which we live. You know, there's so many negative things happening around us. All the news is negative. The newspaper's negative. The media is negative, but you have the ability to stay positive if you will fill your heart and fill your mind with the Word of God. So I want to encourage you Join with me again as we continue talking about how that you can stay positive in troubled times. And also I want to help you through the resources we have available at this time. My book entitled Thoughts, the Battle Between Your Ears. That's where all the battles are fought, right between your ears, in your mind. Some of the chapters that we discuss is planting positive thoughts, casting down negative thoughts, renewing your mind, maintaining your train of thought in a positive way. And then this one I like, the closing chapter, thinking bigger thoughts. That's all in this little book, Thoughts, the Battle Between Years. Then also, uh, most of you have heard me say in the past, I'm a boxing enthusiast. One of the things that you will see in boxing from time to time, when the, when the corner thinks that their fighter cannot continue, they'll throw in the towel. Well, you have a choice. You can either throw in the towel or you can stick it out. That's the title of this special CD. Throw in the towel or stick it out. And then finally, win or lose by your attitude. How you look at life's circumstances will determine whether you win or lose. These are all excellent uh, resources that you can order from our website, jerrysavelle.org, and all the other information you need will be on the website, or you can look on the screen right now. Thank you once again for joining me today, and I look forward to sharing with you once again on next week's broadcast. It's going to be powerful, so don't miss it. Amen and amen.